0: That God wants to elevate you to. Or He wants to bring you into new places that you have never stepped or never operated in before. This song was just speaking. Uh, the, the one, the one uh, line in the song sp- spoke of the angels that are in every corner of this place here. And we sing those words. And, and I wonder if sometimes we believe what we sing and that believe the things that we say and we even read you know angels were they were present in in scripture and we read about them and we think wow that was really neat that individuals would even see the angels at times but i believe that nothing has changed Nothing has changed. The angels are here in this place. That God is present in this place. And that where the angels would go before us, they are already fighting your battles. They are already making a way where there is no way. And that God has made a way for you today. Amen. To get victory in those areas that you've been fighting and, and just clawing and trying to make headway. And God wants to do a miracle in your life today. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's head back to our seats and we're going to grab our Bibles and turn to the book of Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter three, verse 16 is where we're going to begin here this morning. And I, I just, Believe that God wants to do something great in this place. And He has already started it. And uh, I just want to continue. So I'm not going to preach too long here today. We're just going to let God continue to have His way. If you wouldn't mind just standing for the reading of the Word. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 and on to verse 20. It says that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, and what is the length, and the depth, and the height, so that you can know the love of Christ, which passeth, Knowledge that you might be filled with all of the fullness of God. And when that happens... When you understand the depths of God's love for you. When you understand the heights of what God wants to do in and through you. When you understand all that He has in store for you as His child. Then it says unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power which worketh in us. And that sounds like a pretty incredible thing that would take place. I just want you to think before you are seated here today. Just go ahead and think about something that you want God to do and accomplish through you. Just take a minute before you are seated here today. Dream big. What is something that you believe that God can do through you? Amen. Now, as you think about that, would you just lift up your hands? And we're just going to pray one more prayer over the word today that the word would be established in our hearts and our minds God I pray Lord that the thoughts that came to our minds today God I pray Lord that they would be the thoughts God of things eternal God that they would be the thoughts of things God that are that are uh, God way above and beyond what we can accomplish on our own but Lord that you can accomplish them through us and Lord I pray that today your word would go forth God and it would be established in us, Lord, I pray that you would challenge us today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated here today. There was a man that was a uh, a man that you might say he had all of the right stuff. He may not have said so himself because he was a very humble individual. But uh, he, he, for himself, he said. Uh, all the accomplishments that I had in my life, it was just a matter of practice. It was work. It was nothing more than that. But if you were to ask the author and the biographer uh, of this man's story, Tom Wolf, he would surely agree that Chuck Yeager was a man who was built different. He was special. That uh, Chuck Yeager was a man who entered the Air Force. At the age of 18 years old, and he became a World War II fighter pilot who himself shot down 13 German aircraft. In one day, he shot down five, uh, five aircrafts in that one single day. This man, he was an ace pilot. One day he found himself, even though an ace pilot, he did find himself where his plane had been shot and he was coming down and he was then having to find a way to hobble across the Pyrenees, eluding capture by the German army and uh, he had been shot down over France, but he made it safely. To a neutral zone with his leg and his head injuries. But this man, even though he was an incredible fighter pilot in the United States Air Force. It wasn't really just those honors that made him famous. Uh, Perhaps some of a certain age, this name is uh, something that you will never forget. Because he was a man who broke a barrier that some thought could not be broken. There was a certain barrier, the sound barrier, that many of his day believed it was impossible to go faster than the speed of sound. And there was a reason that they believed that, because there were several who attempted... In their fighter or in their jets and in their aircraft to break the speed of sound. But in doing so, their planes, because of the construction of them or because of, of the way that they were handled, they were ripped to shreds and these individuals did lose their lives in trying to go faster than the speed of sound. But Chuck Yeager just had something in him where he believed that it was possible. He believed that this was a barrier that could be broken. He said, uh, he, he believed the scientists and the physicists who told him that this ought to be something that is possible. There's nothing that would say that this cannot happen. And so he, believing that the impossible was possible, climbed into a jet plane on October 14th, 1947. And he climbed up to an altitude. Of 45,000 feet over the Mojave Desert. And it was at that altitude that his jet began to pick up speed. And it gained speed all the way in excess of 700 miles per hour. This was allowing the onlookers who were there that day. To experience for the very first time. A sonic boom that was created by human beings. Now perhaps you... On your way to church today. we're just like I was. And you heard a sonic boom. As the lightning came crashing through the airwaves. And it created. Going faster than the speed of sound. Created the thunder. That was a sonic boom. But on that day. It was a human. For the very first time. That was able to break through. This invisible force. This resistance. That was. The speed of sound, and as he did so, he said that he can remember. He recalled uh, being able to, uh, or when that moment happened, it was uh, it was just a loud boom, and then it was peaceful. He said he it took him a, a couple seconds to gather his thoughts to realize what had just taken place when everything was quiet, and he he realized he had just broken. The sound barrier, this invisible force that had been resisting him was now behind him. It was now pushing him forward into greater dimensions of speed. And I've come to preach today about new dimensions that God desires to bring you into. I believe that God has new dimensions for the church of Jesus Christ. That God has new dimensions that He wants you to begin to step into. That perhaps you have desired to go into, but you have faced resistance yourself that has pushed you back or caused you to say maybe it's ministry isn't for me. Or maybe this dimension of, of what God would have, uh, what, what I read about in Scripture is not something that I can accomplish but I, I believe that resistance should never be the thing that stops us from going and doing the will of God. When we think about the, 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 the mission of Jesus Christ, it is a high calling that we have as the church of Jesus Christ. This is not something that is a calling that is only to the few. But it's a commission to the church. A commission to let the gospel be preached to every nation and every tongue. To let the gospel be preached and let there be disciples everywhere that we go. He said that I release you to go and to baptize them in my name. And I release you to go and to pray with them that they may be my disciples And so it's our job, it's our duty to accomplish that. But in order, in order for this world, in order for our community to be reached, I believe that there needs to be something inside of us that changes. There needs to be a shift inside of us where we realize the importance of the hour, where we realize the importance of my voice and my ability and what. Not, uh, not, not, I guess, not my ability, but my availability, so that God's ability can come through and, and work through me. And so, in that, uh, we, we see that there are incredible things that took place in Scripture. We see an incredible ministry that happened in the Gospels through Jesus Christ. There are so many individuals who were healed. And it extends into the book of Acts that there were so many healings that took place. There were thousands upon thousands that would come into the church. And it was added to daily and it multiplied. But don't you forget what Jesus said in John chapter 14. Because in John 14, Jesus, looking at the future church, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that he that believeth on me, he that believeth on me. Is there anybody in here who believes on him? Anybody in here who really believes on him? He says, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do. I don't think you heard me today. If you believe on him... He said, greater works than these shall he do if you believe in me. He said, I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. I'm going to my father. But I'm not leaving you without the power that I'm operating with. Because you have the same power that Jesus was operating in in during his earthly ministry. And so whatsoever you shall ask in the name of Jesus Christ, he says, that shall be done. Why? Not so I can get the glory. Not really even so that these pews would be full. But really, it's so that God would be glorified. It's so that he would be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in his name, he said, I will do it. You see, Peter, he walked down the streets of Jerusalem. And when his shadow simply cast was cast over those with infirmities, it says that they were immediately healed. How can such things happen? How can it happen that a shadow would heal somebody? It's because Jesus said greater things than these shall ye do now there are some pretty incredible miracles that took place and we see the the healings that would happen and we see even the sins that are forgiven and and really it's uh it's in that that i can't even uh imagine that uh you know greater things uh than than what took place in scripture but i can't imagine things like that happening at a greater capacity and the only way that uh, I can really understand this scripture to be fulfilled in the church today is that in a greater capacity than they saw them in the book of Acts, in a greater capacity than they saw them in the earthly ministry of Jesus, where there were hundreds that were healed and he, Jesus would walk into a city and it says everybody was healed or it says everybody was set free and I believe that here today and a greater capacity, the God wants to release his church to do the same things that he was doing back then and the only way that that can happen is that it gets out of the church house and it gets into the streets and it gets into the home and it gets into the workplace so that the body of Christ would be doing the same things that we see in scripture and they would happen at a greater capacity today in our church than they happened at any other time in history Problem is, we ourselves see all the barriers. We know all the limitations because we know ourselves and we know our faults and we know our failures. We know that we've prayed for individuals and they have not been healed. We know that we have prayed for revival to take place and the pews have not been full. We know... There are things that that we wish would have happened and they have not happened. But let me tell you, the resistance is not a sign to stop. That resistance is not your sign to quit going forward. Because it is according to the power which worketh in us. It said in Ephesians. According to the power which worketh in us. That these things will take place. It's not by my strength. It's not by my power. But it's by the power of the Holy Ghost. That is in us. That any of this will happen. And there is nothing. Nothing. That can stop what God went stops something when God is in it when God is in it it may not happen on our timetable but it will come to pass come on it will come to pass so the power which worketh in us now the trick is what is the power that works in us well in acts 1:8 it says "Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall receive power. That is dunamis power. Power it 's a dynamite power, something that is an unstoppable force, something that nothing can get in the way when God is in it. It's, uh, if you have the Holy Ghost today, would you just lift up a hand and say i 'm thankful that I have it i 'm thankful that i 've got the power yes i 've got the power today. see the Holy Ghost is a whole lot more than just speaking in tongues <laughs> Mm. We better not just dumb it down to just coming in and just speaking in tongues. And that's the only thing, the only powerful part of having the gift of the Holy Ghost. All that is, is the sign that you have it. All that is, is the sign that we see in scripture that says, you've been filled with my spirit. And that's the initial sign of the Holy Ghost. But beyond that, there is so much more that takes place when you are filled with the Holy Ghost. We could read in Acts chapter 2. And it says, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. They were all in one place. And then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all of the house where they were sitting there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost that began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance and there were dwelling there among them Jews who were devout men There were men from every nation under heaven and when they heard this noise abroad it says that the multitude came together and they were confounded they were confused They said, what is happening right here? Because we can hear them speaking in our language. I know that they don't speak my language because they are Galileans. And so in verse 7, they were all amazed. They marveled. They said, behold, are these not all which speak Galileans? And how do we hear them in our own tongue wherein we were born? Let's skip down to verse 12. They were all amazed. They were in doubt. They said one to another, what does this mean? Mean what does it mean that we see somebody who is speaking in our in our language what does this mean that it appears that something supernatural is happening there were others who were there in the crowd who began to mock them. And they said, these guys are just drunk. They're full of new wine. But Peter, he stood up and he said with a loud voice, These men, ye men of Judea and all of you who dwell in Jerusalem, be known, listen to what I have to say. Because these men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. I know that maybe there's some of you. That may be the case for you. But those the men who are here, we have come together and we've been praying. And God has poured out His Spirit in the promise that you heard from the prophet Joel it has come to pass it is that prophecy that said that in the last days in the last days God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh That in the last days, my sons and my daughters shall prophesy. That in the last days, the young men shall see visions. That in the last days, the old men shall dream dreams. On my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Now, does that list from that prophecy sound to you like like it's exclusive to some select few ministers <laughs> he said this is for the young it's for the old It's for my sons, it's for my daughters, it's for my servants, it's for my handmaidens, it's for every socioeconomic class, it's for every gender, it's for everybody who would step foot into my presence and they would be filled with my spirit. And when you are filled with this spirit, he said, you have my power. When you're filled with my spirit, you have my power. And you can go forth and you can do great things. I believe that the Holy Ghost today is still as relevant as it was on the day of Pentecost nearly 2,000 years ago. It is still as necessary today as it has ever been. That God still operates in the same manner in the 21st century as He did in the 1st century. That He still works through the power of His Spirit. He still is pouring out His Spirit freely. To anybody who would want to receive it. If you want to know today. That if you have not ever received. Uh, or I want you to know today. That if you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you have never had that initial sign as spoken of in scripture. Of speaking in tongues. Then I'm telling you that God wants to pour out his spirit. On you here today. Do not leave without the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not something you have to beg and plead for. It's not something that you have to say, God, please, I'll I'll pay anything. No, it's free. It's a gift. All that you have to do is repent of your sins and come to him and say, God, here I am. I'm yours. God, fill me up. Fill me up. It doesn't matter if you're seven. doesn't matter if you're 17 or if you're 70. God wants to fill you with his spirit today. Amen. So the promise is for everyone. The promise is that you could be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. My question for you today, though, is, is the Holy Ghost working in you? Are you allowing the Holy Ghost to do a work through you? Because God, it says in Scripture, will do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think, if you have the power working in you. In the Greek, it means that it is operative, it is active, it is doing something, it's not just sitting idle, it is at work, it is working in you. That the Holy Ghost is not just sitting there dormant. That you're not just entertaining everything else in the world. But you're stirring up the gift which is inside of you. You're spending time in prayer. You're spending time in intercession. You're spending time saying, God, I need to hear your voice leading me. God, I need to know what is my, what is your plan for me today? What is your plan for your, for for your child today? God, what is your plan for your servant today? Because I want the Holy Ghost to work in me. God, I want to begin to operate in new dimensions. God, I want to begin to operate in new things that you would have in store for me is the Holy Ghost at work in your life. And maybe you're asking today, well, how do I know? How do I know if the Holy Ghost is at work? You know it because it's constantly pulling you closer and closer to Jesus Christ. And it's constantly pulling you closer and closer to a lost soul. That's the Holy Ghost at work in you. When you have those, those, those moments where, where you are just burdened down because of the lost and dying world, that's because that's the heartbeat of Jesus. That's the heartbeat of God, that the lost may be found, that the those who are broken may be healed, that those who are sick may be whole. God, that is God's desire for His church. That is God's desire for the world. And when you have the same heartbeat of God, you can—I can guarantee that it's because the Holy Ghost is at work in you that it, you would reach out to somebody who is in need of a savior. That you would reach out. To somebody who is in need of some love, that you would reach out to somebody who is in need of God that work in their life. See, Jesus began to come into Jerusalem on that last day of uh, those, those last days as he was entering in, getting ready for that fateful day of his crucifixion. And it was there in Jerusalem that we see the, 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 the crucifixion take place. And all of our sins, the final payment for our sins was accomplished. And it was there that we see that He conquered death, hell, and the grave. It was just outside of Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives that Jesus would ascend up into heaven. It was in Jerusalem where they gathered back together as the church. And He poured out His Spirit. It was just like the Roman conquerors who would enter into cities in the time of triumph. These great potentates who they would signal their coronation and they would come with an entrance and they, they had, you know, obtained this great office and they would come in to this city after conquering a, a nation or they would come into. Uh, come into their their capital city of their nation after they have been coronated, and what they would do at that time is they would begin to just throw out get costly gifts of treasure to anyone who they passed by. This was a practice of, of of some of the kings of that day that they would just pass out these gifts that anybody who was close to them could be blessed. Because they had come into power, they have been blessed they could be blessed with a gift because this potentate or this king had just come to the throne, and I believe that it's the same with Jesus Christ that when he ascended on high, he then gave out gifts unto men, he distributed unto us. The same gift that he had when he was operating here in the natural. That we have the gifts that he would pass out to us today. And he's still passing it out. But you have to draw close to him to get the gift. See, the gift of the Holy Ghost was never meant to be a one-time experience. When you receive this gift, you receive power. Don't abuse The gift, but also don't bury the gift. Telling you, God wants to awaken something in you. God wants to awaken something in you. Got to bring this to a close here quickly, because I believe God still has something that he wants to pour out. There is. I've said it several times already, but there is resistance that will take place when you begin to enter into a new dimension. Just because there is resistance do not stop pressing. Do not stop praying. Do not stop operating in the giftings and the callings that God has for you. We see this pattern throughout the New Testament, really throughout the Bible, but we see uh, we see in the book of Acts many times as the church was spreading into new areas that it did not happen easily. That there were spiritual strongholds that were set up There were spiritual strongholds upon cities and upon families and upon people and nations. That when Paul and Silas or Paul and Barnabas, when they would go into a city, that there would be a stronghold that was there that would have to be broken. And when it was broken, revival would break out. In Acts chapter 16, we see Paul desiring to go into the region of Galatia. But it says that he was forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. And so he sought the will of God. And God told him to go to Bithynia. And in Bithynia he went there. And he had a vision in which there was a man from Macedonia. Who was saying to him, come over and help us. In this vision it gave him the assurance that it was the will of God. For him to go into Macedonia. And while he was there in Macedonia. You might think Okay, all's going to go well because this is the direct will of God for him to go to Macedonia. But let's just read about Paul and what it, how rosy it was for him to operate in the will of God. This is Paul speaking of going to Macedonia. He says that when we came into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. We were troubled on every side. Without, there were fightings. Within, there were fears. Nevertheless, God comforted us when we were cast down. And God sent to us a young man, Titus, who would come and be a help to us. See, we cannot judge the will of God by the ease of our circumstance. You cannot judge the will of God on the ease or the difficulty of what is happening in your life because you can be facing grave danger or grave circumstances and still be operating in the will of God. You can be going into new dimensions of ministry that God would want you to operate in. And it takes some resistance. But I'm telling you, would there be a man or a woman that would stand up like Chuck Yeager did when he said, everybody says that the sound barrier can't be broken. But I believe that I could go to a new height and a new dimension. And I believe that if I would just press the envelope, that if I would just believe the truth of what they're telling me, that it can be done. If there's somebody here today who, and if the musicians could come, if there's somebody here today who truly believes the power of the Holy Ghost that is operating in you. Come on, somebody. If you truly believe that the Holy Ghost which is in you is operating in the same capacity that it was in Jesus Christ, then you believe that the same Holy Ghost that you have today is the same Holy Ghost that Peter and Paul had. Then I believe that we can reach this city. I believe that you can reach your workplace. I believe that you can reach your family when it's lost and you've been pressing and you've been saying, God, I need him to be saved. God, I need it. Come on, will there be somebody who would truly believe the active power of the Holy Ghost today and that you would be pushed into new dimensions of ministry, the new dimensions of operation of the gifts here today. I believe that we are ripe for revival. That we are ripe for revival. Could you stand all over this place? I believe that we are ripe for revival, but if there would, it can only happen if we truly believe the gift and the power that you have inside of you. It can only happen when you press into prayer. Come on, you can only get into the new dimensions when you bow your knees to God and you begin to seek His face and then He will pour out His spirit upon all flesh. When you begin to operate and work the gifting which is in you, and that happens through prayer that happens through seeking his face that happens through worship that happens through us pressing in on the will uh, pressing in on the calling that God has on you that's you today if you believe that God has a ministry in store for you if you believe that God has something that he wants to call you to today would you just come up to this altar here today come on if you want to step into a new dimension of ministry if you want to step into a new dimension of the Holy Ghost operating in you and through you would you just come up here with faith believing and say God help me to work it God help me to operate in it God, I know I may be, I may be the one that others look at and they say, why are you so fanatical? But God, I'm fanatical because there's a lost world that needs to be saved. And I'm fanatical because I believe that you have power, God, that I can operate in today. God, I pray that you would pour out your spirit right now.